0: Welcome to the entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. I'm your host, Lupna, and I am joined by the amazing, the one and only, Gail Edwards. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, one <and> only. <laughs> the one and only. The entrepreneur's Sushi Club podcast is a weekly podcast where we give you insight into the personality of successful sushi adoring entrepreneurs, showing you that success is all about having fun. In and with your business without the hustle and the grinding. And boy, do we have a special person today for you. And I know that I say this at each episode, but to be fair, every sushi adoring entrepreneur is special. So we Mm -hmm. have the amazing Shella Diaz. She knew at a very young age how to manage money. At nine years old, she would go to the farmer's market. Now, she's based in the US for all of those that are thinking, what are you talking about? And knew the vendors that had the best product at the lowest price. She purchased her very first car at the age of 17 and her first home at the age of 23. Now, that's a story that needs to be shared. She was married for 17 years and has two sons. For over 15 years, Chella has been on her spiritual journey. She's been hosting workshops to empower people to master their money skills, her simple approach to creating a spending plan that will serve you today and for many years to come, allowing you to reach your financial goals with joy and grace. I love the joy and grace part. Oh, we all like a bit of joy and grace. (laughs) Now, Shella has worked with many coaches and mentors and has created a program that meets each client where they are at and provides them with the tools they need to unpack their emotional baggage around money. And boy, do we have emotional baggage around money. Shella, welcome to the show. I'm so delighted
1: to be here.
2: I love that intro. That is truly the best intro. I'm going to have to take a copy of it and just carry it with me. I'm just going to carry you with me.
0: (laughs) Oh, I feel that we can dive into so many things with you today, but I wouldn't be one of the hosts of the Entrepreneur's Sushi Club podcast if I didn't start with the most important question of the podcast, which Mm is, what's your favorite sushi and why?
2: Ooh, yellowtail. Ooh. interesting tell us why (laughs) some of them have to me that's the easiest and most of the places have it i mean they have a lot of other stuff right but you can never go wrong with yellowtail tuna would be my Mm -hmm. other one right because they're basic and so that's my meal and then i finish my dessert it's always a scallop roll
1: (gasps) oh I do believe, Lubna, that's the first appearance for a scallop roll. It when is. We've, yeah, we've done over 60 episodes, and that
2: is the first appearance of a scallop roll. And that's, that's dessert. To me, that was, I mean, you had other things there as well. Mm-hmm. But for me, what was interesting, and the initial reason why I got hooked on sushi, mm. was the ginger ladies. Ooh. Oh, I had a friend and she's like, you got to go this. So the first three times I went with her, I stuck with the traditional, the California roll, the teriyaki chicken, the, you know what I mean? Like I stuck to that. And then one day I saw, oh my goodness, I tested the ginger and then I had the ginger and then I had a yellow tail, which is probably why, because that was my first introduction. And I was like, but wait, I'm to come back for more.
1: <laughs> no. Well, this is where we're now going to separate the men from the boys. (laughs) This is where you start to see who's the real sushi purist around here. So I've got to ask
2: the question. What about the wasabi? Well, see, this is very interesting. There are one. I was thinking you were going to say sashimi. That's what I thought you were going to take. A bit of sashimi. There are some places where wasabi is essential. Uh-huh. That depends on the place, the location. Okay. So there was one of my favorite ones, the way he arranged the sushi and the extra that he puts into the rice, because he'll ask you as he's preparing, how would you like it? Would you like it you know, spicy, whatever? Mm-hmm. And so he adds in the wasabi into it. So with him, I would say absolutely not because it's already built into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nice. <laughs> And he's really great, you know. He'll ask you, but aside from that location, you have to have the
0: wasabi, right? There, you gotta get are, there it. they are, there they are. The bonus points, the bonus points. <laughs> That's <laughs> the bonus points. Oh, I'm so glad you said. That. I was
2: thinking, please let, please let enough wasabi, please. Well, and not only, but I'm going to take it to the next notch, ladies. Not only that, but you can also test it based on the color of uh this is a wasabi purist okay right because you you have that person that puts in you know a quarter of a cup of soy sauce in one pinch of wasabi right yeah yeah yeah. mine it's very almost like brownish almost going to green right (laughs) so let's just that to say i don't have it on every single bite necessarily yeah but Mm. you got to get that because you got to get to that high in order for exactly. it to enjoy the down. Exactly. If it doesn't blow your ears off, there's no point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you can't get your nose to run, exactly. why what's do it? The, what's <laughs> the point? Chella? you are my girl all the way. So I know that if you're willing to take those chances and risks with your sushi and your wasabi... I cannot wait to hear about your entrepreneurial journey. So tell us a bit about that. How did it start?
2: <laughs> so initially, I definitely was in a corporate world for many years while my kids were young. So the interesting about that, that the last corporate job I had, I'm in the States and I was the person that filed the suspicious activity reports with the FBI. Ooh. So I got to... You
1: know, what are you ladies look at
2: because you just never know who's going to
1: turn up on our platform do we Ludna we it's never just like, know what? we
0: only know that it's gonna be interesting
2: so that was really it's fun amazing. I was at a
0: home office and
2: I had trained both of my kids to answer the phone this is before answer machines I know I hate to date myself <laughs> I trained my sons to do that and I remember one time my older son picking up the phone they're very professional they knew what to do put them on hold and they're like
0: the FBI is on the phone for you mom (laughs) as long as they're not at the front door
2: (laughs) (laughs) so that was the last corporate job and that was truly truly tons of fun I got to interact I was known as the one person that could get to the bottom of the story. You know I mean? Just Mm. tell me the truth, you know, give me all the pieces. And then that company was shut down. And at that time, I just knew I did not want to go back to corporate. You know I mean? Mm. That's not where I was meant to be. It was just, so I began to take a lot of workshops. I attended a lot of business conferences, a heck of a lot more than I would like to admit to. (laughs) And then my passion is really to empower our younger generation to learn about money, manage money, so that they don't get themselves into debt.
0: Mm.
2: That's truly still is my passion. Mm. So I thought, you know what, I have this, I thought, a million dollar idea, right? How many of us have a million dollar idea? So Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, I started doing workshops for high school students. I published my first book, Money Bootcamp. And I thought, all I need to do is go to the high schools, which I know very well, and we'll start doing fundraisers with this book, we'll empower the students. Long story short, let's face it, that didn't work out, right? Because mm-hmm. there yeah. is, it's very tough, especially here to get into the schools and the funding. And yeah. It's just too many, too many hoops to jump through. And then I was doing a workshop and then I was invited to do a workshop for women's, a women's shelter,
1: mm.
2: right? These are women that, you know, I mean, so, and not only have them either physically or mentally abused, But also they felt that money was such a way out there kind of a dream. Like they did not have the confidence on top of everything else. It was, how am I going to survive? You know what I mean? I don't know how to manage money. I don't know how to do all these things. So when I started doing those workshops, I knew that that's the area I needed to concentrate on, Mm. not just women in shelter, but women period, because 76% of women do not believe Now, I'm not saying they're not but they just don't believe, they don't have the confidence to manage money.
0: Wow. So 10
2: years later, here we are doing workshops for women, just helping them sometimes just a small tweak to what you're currently doing. It's all you need to get to that track.
0: But let's be honest. I think that that's very needed. I mean, I still remember and know people that have been raised or were raised in a traditional family where the man goes out and makes the money the wife does not have any clue how much money is coming in or what everything is about or insurance or anything else and i know for a lot of moroccan families for example when the husband dies first and the wife gets all of these questions you're like but i, I don't know anything my husband did all of that and now she has to step up into that. So there is something around women and money that needs to get sorted before we can really step into that in the same way that men can do it.
1: Mm. You mentioned about the money container, yeah. Chella. when you talk about your work and around, you know, women, empowering women around their money. You talk
2: about the money container Just expand on that a little bit for me, please. Well, and Lubna, I wish I could not have had, because that's a perfect example. So for a woman that's, for instance, and she's really great with money because she's been able to keep up, you know, she does the purchasing, Mm -hmm. she does all of that stuff, right? So she's great at managing money. She really is. But that's a perfect example in that scenario, let's say in that case. So that money container of allowing to receive. So let's Mm -hmm. take an entrepreneur, let's take an entrepreneur, something that comes quite naturally for her, whatever the gift is, right? But because it comes so naturally for her, she is not going to ask for the price, the value. And that's the money container, right? And that's what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about, because it's natural for us. So we're like, oh, but nobody else is going to pay. No, no, no. That's why they're going to pay. Listen, I just gave myself chills, so we might be onto you something here. Chills. <laughs> you gave me chills because I no, I recognize it. I
1: recognize it so much, Tella, because I've been in that space, and to be fair, from being completely honest, I'm still in that space quite a bit of the time because like, it's the power of flow. When we are in our flow and we're doing our thing and we're acting absolutely within our purpose and our power, it's almost like, well this is easy. This is the epitome of easy and relaxed and graceful. And then you think, Oh gosh, I can't charge someone for this, <laughs> but it's not that you can't. It's just that, again, you, I've had to keep telling myself
2: that Gail, if you don't, then you're doing them a disservice because there's no value in free. Yeah. And Gail, we did not practice this watching this. We did not practice this, but you're a perfect example, right? Because I call those the monkeys. Mm -hmm. and we're going to give your audience. So if you find yourself in that space, so this is about expanding. So your container is there because it's a natural gift for you. So you're like, well, nobody's going to pay. Start thinking that it's a natural gift for you, but others don't have it. And that's why they're going to pay you. And they're going to pay you quite well. Yeah. But going back, so how do we expand? How do we begin to expand that? And the way we begin to expand that, so this is... I like to put a value on every tip, so this is going to be a twenty-five thousand dollar tip. Because if you that. follow this and you get this, this is the potential of money you could be making. And that is identifying what money conversations you listen to as a child. Mm. Mm. Not judge him. You know, we don't. We identify what that was.
0: Money Whatever doesn't it was. grow on trees. There you go. For me, yes.
2: it was. You have to work hard for your money. Oh me too, yes. that's the second that one. My, yeah. Right? Or we can't afford it. Number three. <laughs> yeah, number two. Yeah. Right? So when you become aware of that, so that's key one. You become aware, we're not judging it. Oh, Gail is taking notes. We could be writing oh, an yeah. ebook after this. Because yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my
1: other one is we're not made of money. You know, we're not made of money. That's the yeah, oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay.
2: Beautiful. So now that's to identify what that is. We're going to have compassion for that person individual they gifted that to us because Gail and Lubna that was a gift that was gifted to you right and as a child you know you felt that you had to take on that gift yeah you're an adult now you're going to compassionately and lovingly give it back Ooh. Ooh. now you world. understand why i said 25000 right <laughs> Right. And the way you're going to do that, because we're not going to leave you hanging. The way you're going to do that is, and I carry these little fabulous notebooks. You're going to write a letter. You're going to write a letter to that event or to that scene or to that person. And you're going to pour your heart out. You're going to describe and you're going to get whatever it is that you need to do. And then you're going to shred, burn the letter as long as it's safe for you to burn the letter. Don't burn the house down. (laughs) You know, you just be safe. Shred it, soak it in water until it disappears. It's actually kind of fun to watch the writing, especially if you do it with a marker. It's kind of fun to watch it disappear. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Destroy the letter, key one, and this is it. This is what the other missing piece is. Then then you're going to write a letter to money Mm. and you're going to invite money into your life. You're going to say, you know, treat it like a friend. You know, I know you've been gone for a while. Now I'm ready to receive you. I want us to be best of friends. I want you in my life. I want us to hang out together. I want us to go on exotic trips. I want us to be able to make a bigger impact. Whatever that is for you. I get chills right here, right now, girl. I've got chills all over my body right now.
1: You know what? I'll be honest, Chella, none of this is new. And there'll be our listeners who will be sitting there saying, but I know this. This is not new. I've done the science of getting rich. It just gives me chills It's landed a bit differently
2: for me I've got to be honest, Chella. Thank you And Gail just gave you the other piece Is that And we're going to give it a $5,000 to this piece So $5,000 for you, Gail Because (laughs) if your mind is saying I've heard that I've done that
0: You're discarding it
2: Yeah, you're already discounting it, right? Those are your monkeys wanting to keep you safe Take the time Shake it up Go outside, take a cold shower, do some jumping jacks, listen to some music, go barefooted on the ground or on the grass or whatever, and reset yourself. Get yourself in a place where you're not letting the monkeys say, Oh, we've done that before. Let that go. Because sometimes, listen, I'm here. I've been here. Trust me. And I do this, right? But from time to and this is why the power of working with coaches and having mentors. Because we Mm -hmm. cannot see our own blind spots as much as we think we can we can't but listen and hear this just like gail said from a different perspective allow yourself to open up that window i'm not even saying door open up that window so that light can come in so that you're able to let go of all that doesn't serve you around money baggage and money stories Mm. right just a new way and listen, what do you have to lose by doing this exercise? Just what do you have to, you know what I mean? Do it one more time. Yeah, do it one baggage. more time. That's what you've got to lose, the baggage. Yeah.
1: You just well, <laughs> Loosen it a little bit more. Well, it's true, isn't it? You just loosen that baggage a little bit more.
0: Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, I mean, there are some things that you need to hear multiple times. I mean, when the first time I heard Marie Diamond say, you need to declutter your space. First on my head, and I went to her after her speech, and I said, well, Marie, I've got hundreds of books. I'm a book lover, and this is just one of my bookcases. I've got two, and then the stacks of books. And she's literally said, she literally said, you have to reduce that to 40. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going from hundreds to 40 books. That is not enough books for me. Fast forward one year later, she does the exact same speech, believe you me. And I have another conversation with her, but that time it landed. And I think that a similar pattern is required for money. And I think even more because of the topic money, because they're so ingrained in us. Mm. I can still hear my father say, money doesn't grow on trees. You need to work hard and you need to work Mm. twice as hard because you're a minority. And I did all of that, but it got me to where I needed to go, but we wouldn't get me further. So you might need to hear it a couple of times. You might need to do this practice a couple of times before you really destroy some of these things that are limiting you around money.
2: And again, ladies, this is so incredibly perfect. Let's take the books and we're going to take you out of the equation. But let's say that I went to such a thing. Actually, this was me. I'm not going to share the amount of money I spent on books. I'm not going to share the amount of money I spent in cookbooks. Oh,
1: shut up. <laughs> I tell you, we are separated at birth. Right? We are
2: separated at birth. I used to purchase all these books and then I would put them by my nightstand. And at the time I was married, right? Because I wanted to read. I wanted to read not so much the recipe, but the introductions that, you know And a couple of times my former husband was, are you ever going to have? make something with those cookbooks (laughs) because he could not believe why I was reading cookbooks anyways we digress but so let's in that situation right for me this is perfect so it was not just about what was I avoiding Uh by holding on to those books and let me tell you there were so many books that I had to separate and donate them to five different locations when I got to the point where I was ready to donate them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We may be talking about money, but and sometimes it might be easier to start with letting go of the books or letting go. If, you know, I used to collect a lot of kitchen stuff as well. See, I'm just (laughs) telling on myself. (laughs) Oh, you're in my life. So, you know, and I used to collect, you know, a lot of stuff. And even my children, now this is when I was divorced or after I got divorced, the kids were like, why do you have so much stuff in the kitchen? And I did. I did really use the stuff. But was it really necessary? Yeah. No. Right. But again, wherever you are, if you're not ready to dive into the money, fabulous. Start with what if you empty out a drawer in your kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. Like really go in. And because that begins the process, right? Start where you are, you know what I mean? And then go from that. Yeah. Because you have bags and bags that maybe, you know, you don't, you haven't used. So it's all about decluttering because the more stuff you have around, it keeps the mind busy. And as long as your mind is busy, think of it as having a plate full of food. Oh, she's like, <laughs> I just
1: had a light bulb moment because it's like you said, we declutter all the time, but do you know what I haven't decluttered? Do you know what I've got a lot of old bills and statements? Ooh, mm. because this I, is real. I don't need it, but I don't. We everything's electronic.
2: The bank has a copy. <laughs> but Gail, do I have your permission to take this deep? I know you think we're talking about you, Gail, but we're actually empowering the listeners can we take a yeah. deeper level of course let's go for it let's do it again it's not about us here but somebody is ready to hear this information yeah right so by keeping the statements and all of that and this is going to be deep so we may want to grab a tissue box here see look at that we're ready i got mine because you just never know I invite you to think, Gail, why? And and it has nothing to do with you here and now. But Mm. go back to when you were a child. Maybe you were five. Maybe you were seven. And you had precious toys that you had. And I want to say, this is where you're going to get to witness how incredibly intuitive I am. But these things were taken away. Mm. There's something that was taken from you that was precious to you. And it could have been a toy, it could have been, but you know what I mean, there was something. So when you think about that, you holding on to these statements and they have no value. It's not the statements that you're holding on. It's that little girl that's holding on because she as an adult has a say and has a choice. As a child, you didn't. Do you know what came to my mind? It wasn't so much a toy. Okay, there's something. Yeah, it was
1: an experience and I'm an only child. And I spent a lot of time on my own growing up because my mum and dad were busy. They were working, especially, you know, they were immigrants to the UK. So they had to work twice as hard. I was left to my own devices quite a lot. And I can remember I was fascinated by my mum's wardrobe because in her wardrobe, not only did she have her clothes, but she also had all her secrets, you know, she had her paperwork, she had all her important documents, she had her photographs, her letters, she had all her stuff. And I can remember going into her wardrobe and feeling really comfortable around my mum's stuff. I mean, I was obviously quite a nosy child (laughs) because I had no business in there. And even, you know, I can remember when she was at work, her and my dad were at work, I'd sit down and have all her stuff around me because it gave me an insight because my mum was not naturally very expressive. She she didn't have time to be. She was working. So, you know, aside from when we were in big family gatherings with her siblings, she's one of seven, I wouldn't really know that much about my mum unless I was in her stuff. And I remember she came home early once and caught me in her stuff. And that was it. Everything then became under lock and key and rightly so. But I did feel then that I was really cut off from, you know, and that's what I haven't thought about that for years. Gosh, I've not thought about that memory for donkey's years. I'm, you know, I'm 55 now, so it's a long time since I thought about that stuff, but you, you say that. But yeah, absolutely. And it was the same with my dad. My dad also had loads of stuff. He, he was an avid reader. know really into current affairs and politics so he kept every newspaper every magazine every book literally he had so much stuff when he died 15 years ago we had a mammoth clear out you know but he never let go of stuff and you know whereas my mum kept only important stuff but my dad kept everything Mm -hmm. so
2: i've always been surrounded by stuff but can you see there's another branch i think of it as a tree with lots of branches Another thing just came up. You holding on to this, and this is not for you Gail, but somebody needs to hear this right now. Yeah. You holding on to that is a way for you to honor your dad. <laughs> Let us sink in. Let us sink in, Gail. Take it in. Take it in. Underneath, see there you go. <sharp inhale> oh, you
1: were wrong
2: way about the tissues. <laughs> And this is sometimes it makes absolutely no sense. Some of the things that we do, it's about killing the layers and it's underneath the layers. But when we feel safe and when we're able to connect the dots, because Gail just, one, put herself out there because mm-hmm. somebody out there needs to hear this. Because we are so hard on ourselves, like we could be sitting here, Gail, and you could have been beating yourself up, because you know, it makes no sense whatsoever you holding on to this stuff. And even you said to yourself, the bank has a copy, you know what I mean? It makes no sense at the first layer, right? But when we dig inside, there's a payoff for us. And whether you're holding on to statements, whether you're holding on to cookbooks, you know, I knew there was a payoff for me, let's face it, there was, but when you begin to let go of that, and when you're able to connect the dots, so definitely writing a compassion letter, just because you're going to let go of those statements, because you will let them go very quickly, it does not mean that you're not honoring your dad, you're just going to choose to honor your dad in a different way right? So writing a letter to your dad with compassion and with love, and then writing a letter for, I now choose to let go. I release and let go of the statements, right? I know we're thinking statements, but it's deeper than that, Gail. We're going in and we're yeah, releasing. I hadn't made the connection because I
1: wasn't always like this. And I thought, well, when did this start? And when I think back, it started, so my dad died in 2005. And it took me a whole year to even accept that and then to start even the grieving process. So it wasn't till 2006. And I did everything I could to avoid dealing with my dad's death, including moving house, you know, and, you know, eventually my marriage ended. And I can honestly say that it really wasn't until 10, 11 years ago, which would have been about the time when the grief was really that I started holding on to everything, all the statements, all that paper, because I never used to do that.
2: Magic. <laughs> I hadn't connected those dots, Chella. Thank you. Yeah, and sometimes it's just about connecting the dots and also having compassion, because it doesn't need to make sense, right? It truly does not need to make sense. The monkeys don't need to make sense at all. And also the compassion for ourselves, because once you connect the dots, which we just did beautifully, Gail. Is having that compassion for yourself and then taking an action to do something about it, which I know you will. So we don't even have to check on you because I already feel it, right? Because you already let it go. When you let it go and you're no longer holding on to it, so it's like having to hold on a beach ball under the water, right? We're so busy, we're concentrating on holding this ball under the water. And that's work, right? Because you have to put pressure to it that once you let go of the ball, and you have both hands to work with. And then that's when the clarity happens because you no longer, oh, I just didn't realize how much I was keeping myself so heavy. And that's it, right? It's because we do it and we keep adding, right? We start with a small little thing and then we keep adding some more and we add in some more and we add in some more. So we become accustomed to the weight right? But when you begin to let go, whether you choose to let go one rock at a time, one potato at a time, whatever that may be, but you open yourself to that. That's when the clarity and that's when the shift begins to happen, which Gail just experienced in big time. And it's not just Gail. If you're sitting there and thinking that does not apply to me, it doesn't matter, right? Take what Gail just demonstrated beautifully and apply it to whatever the situation is that you're in whether you're looking for a new job, whether you are ready to enter a relationship, you're ready to leave a relationship, the subject doesn't matter. Where are you and what is holding you back and begin to trust that intuition. Because when you begin to trust that intuition, the intuition will never, ever, ever take you in the wrong direction. It may take you to lessons you don't wanna learn right? But does not mean is the wrong direction, right? I was miserable for two years after my divorce because I thought this was it. I thought that was going to be it. You know, I could see myself with the grandchildren, the rocking chair, right. you know, and he's an awesome man. He is really a good guy. But after the two years, there was a great deal of drinking involved at the time. There was a great deal of partying at the time as well. But after that, when I began my spiritual journey, and he is a nice guy. But I would not be doing the work that I'm doing now if I was with him, mm. right? We just have separate, even when he found out I was doing volunteer work, because we have two sons, so we still communicate, right? He could not believe that I was volunteering. He's like, he could not understand, why would you give? You know what I mean? So obviously, not nice guy, but separate paths, separate journeys. Yeah. So sometimes we may not understand why things are happening to us. But trusting that intuition and continuing to take the steps, just take steps that's not good or bad, they're just steps. Continue to take the steps. When you do that, you're going to attract the people that are going to help you and guide you to the next step. Whether Mm -hmm. it's making more money, whether it's finding that relationship, whatever, it doesn't matter, right? It's about what the journey and about what you choose to do with it.
0: That is so powerful, <laughs> Sheila. I am sitting here with goosebumps thinking, oh, you just confirmed every decision that I made since last year of letting go of a couple of things that were absolutely holding me back. And you reminded me to look back on all the things that have happened since as a result of that decision to let go. I've I've had people reconnect with me I thought, really, why are you reaching out to me? Sending me a message, I would love to catch up with you. You wouldn't have done that a year ago. And it really is very valuable to see. You can't see it. You can only connect the dots afterwards. Looking back, you can't see it in front of you. It's, it's very powerful. I'm, I'm.
2: But just acknowledging that, Luna, that's huge. That's incredibly powerful, right? Because acknowledging... Right. And I'm not saying that all the days are great days. Believe you me, there was plenty of tears. Right. I'm not saying that. But it's about being able to look back and saying, oh, I now see why. And especially for me, especially when I tend to be a little stubborn about it, you know, and I want to go against my intuition. It's like If I can just prove my intuition wrong one time, I'll be happy. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sitting here saying, you know, what I mean, and sometimes I do choose to go against that. Absolutely. You know, and it's not about and I know that I'm doing it. And I know that, you know, and that's when in January for me in 2021 has been incredibly powerful because I have reached out to people that can help me get unstuck. Yeah. And that was a huge listen, I'm getting chills as I say this, right? Because I'm not one to, you know, I mean, we're coaches. We know what the hell we're doing. But reaching out, and because of that, and because I allowed others to share their gift with me, it has opened up opportunities that I could not have imagined before. And I'm going to say this really quick to our ladies sidebar, ladies, sidebar. Get better, begin to practice receiving. Yeah. Now, Mm -hmm. this is a challenge, and I've had this challenge for many, many years. And one of my coaches initially, My challenge was to go to a grocery store and ask for help, not from the staff, not from no, ask for somebody that was walking by and I'm five, two, you know, I'm Mm. a little bit on the, you know, so ask somebody to help me reach an item, right? Oh my goodness. I was sweating bullets. I was like, oh my goodness. You know what I mean? I was like, but that thing of what are they going to think about me? You know what I mean? And I know that may seem very silly, but. For me, it was huge. And then allowing my friends to take me to either lunch or dinner, or whatever it is. Oh. <gasps> right. So that was another big, right. But all of these were steps that allowed me to, and if you follow me on Facebook, I just did a post not too long ago about a dear friend of mine that delivered a box with some of my favorite, favorite goodies. Oh. And Mm. I had talked to him the week before and I said, you know what? I haven't had this, this, this in two years and 17 months. And then he sends me a text. He's like, okay, I'm dropping off a box. He didn't say what he was dropping off. He drops off stuff all the time. That's not unusual. But for somebody to take the time to do that, well, I was in tears for about an hour. But then after I finished clearing my tears, I went on Facebook, right? And because is when somebody takes the time, not only to do that, but I really appreciated it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I was sugared up for a week. And so that was a beautiful thing. <laughs> I love that. Chella, you've been
1: such an amazing guest. I don't even feel as if we've scratched the
0: surface. Do you know? <laughs> no. I, I feel know. like we can spend another two, three, four hours together and we still wouldn't even I mean, feel like I, we've done it.
1: I agree. We've not even scratched the surface. I mean... I just see so much collaboration and synchronicity between us actually, Chella. Oh, I didn't see that. Tell me more, tell me more. My brain is going, (laughs) same, same. And, you know, Luna and I work quite closely on a lot of things. So I'm sure we're on the same pathway
2: there. (laughs) We're on the same pathway. But ladies, I want to say, you know, even this and how we are here today, I stumble upon your clubhouse room one day. I did a quick introduction. Gail lost her breath. Yes. I introduced
1: myself. <laughs> now, you know, now you know why. <laughs> it's a no coincidences, no mistakes. Everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to.
2: They did quiz me a little bit. They wanted to know that I was a real thing when it came to sushi. And I'm yeah. delighted to say I did pass that test. <laughs> you can't, you cannot fake that. No, but don't. the interesting thing is that I have two sons and my older son every birthday which he just had january is his birthday every birthday all he wants is sushi now by far i'm definitely a sushi newbie right i only do certain things i don't go to the exotics or anything like that <gasps> with him oh my some of this stuff i mean i can't even pronounce right <laughs> it was just- He just, but every birthday, that's what he wants for his birthdays. like, where can we go? I still remember one of my favorites. I'm sure I have a photo somewhere. It's very, and I don't say this lightly, high-end sushi
0: place. Yeah. Mm Nice. It was fabulous. There's a theme coming up for 2021 for our podcast. (laughs) I think that the third or fourth guest that we've spoken to up to this point that has a love for sushi... But they also mention a daughter or a son.
1: Their child. They always mention their child. And it's the child that is the purist and the fanaticist about sushi.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That just hit me. I'm thought, oh, my God, I'm seeing this child theme coming up. The way they introduced the sushi, they brought this platter that was so long. Think baseball, right? Uh Like the length of a baseball. Of course, it was flat, right? So that's the way they introduced it. So they brought all the stuff to the table, right? It was just like, that's still one of my favorite. I mean, we've done to like so many, so many amazing places, but you know what I mean? Just the way they carry, it's like ceremony. It's almost like a ceremony, right?
0: Oh. <clears throat> the way they
2: carry this platter, plate. there was... And then oh. they bring it to your table. It was just... Up,
0: you are a newbie because if you like that, then you have not experienced the sushi boat. Oh, yes.
1: The boat. Oh.
0: Hmm. Do we have that here, though? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Oh,
0: yeah. That will absolutely outperform your baseball sushi. <laughs>
1: Isn't that the
2: one that one of our former guests referred to as the theatrical sushi? Yes. It's so striking. I must reach out to my son and see, because he definitely by far goes out. He eats sushi by far more often than I do. But based on where he is, no, but based on where he is, there's more places for him to, than there would be for me, for instance. But oh God, yes, that he's just... Anytime you say sushi, he says, he's like, okay, let's go. You let's know, go. Oh, no I
0: love marriage. that. I love absolutely.
1: that. Absolutely. absolutely. Oh, Chella, I don't want us to go, but we're going to have to. <laughs> we're going to have to go, I'm afraid. How can our listeners have more of you? Where can they get in touch with you? Have you got a freebie for them or something? How does it work in your world? They
2: can definitely check me out on my website. It's my name, ChellaDiaz.com. We make it very easy. Um, Facebook Lives, I am doing on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. I'm doing a weekly Facebook Live, coming in and sharing tips, wisdom, sometimes funny stories. I just a couple of weeks ago celebrated National Popcorn Day. So I made some freshly popcorn and I come in. So things, but I am always open to answering questions, not only around money, but also around business, right? I hang out with some phenomenal entrepreneurs and I'm all about how can I share my resources so that it helps you and it helps me, it helps everybody. Right. Lovely. So check me out on Facebook, Chella Diaz or my website, Chella And of
1: course
2: you're on Clubhouse. <laughs> and of course I'm on Clubhouse. Yes. As of now I host abundance equals your identity show on abundance equals your identity show. Yes. And when, when, it.
0: when, 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 I want to know, I want to know, and I'm putting it in my calendar right
2: you now. You know, that's my language
1: identity. So come on, when, ladies,
2: <laughs> ladies, just for you, I may need to do one that's going to be time friendly for you because those particular shows are on Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific. So I've been thinking, toying around with doing one that's going to be friendly for, you know, not that I want to put it general, but for my UK peeps.
0: What's 3 p.m. Pacific,
2: think I'm out. thinking? Yeah, what well, time is 3 p.m. Pacific? So what time, time is it?
0: Now, right now, it's 8 Okay, m. so now,
2: and it's 7 p.m. for me. So what time is it for you? 11. So uh, you 11. are 7 7 hours eight. ahead. Yeah. 7 hours ahead. So let's stay in the that conversation. Still, that, that could still could work. work. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, I want it to be... Right-eyed oh, and bushy-tailed. I want you to be able to take the information in just like Gail and you did, Lumna. I want us to be able to reflect. You won't be sleep-deprived at all. Okay. So I'll definitely let you guys know. I'll create another one because I'm really committed about doing this and I'm enjoying my clubhouse experience. And so I will create another one that's going to be more time-friendly.
0: Cool. Taylor thank you for hopping on our show. It's been an absolute pleasure and i know as i'm sitting here right now we are going to see you back on the entrepreneur sushi club i am most oh, yeah. sure we're going to get you back on the podcast this year so for those of you that are listening thank you again for being with us for another for another episode of the entrepreneur sushi club podcast like always we would love to know what has been your biggest insight or takeaway do take a moment and share it with us in our Facebook group, the Entrepreneur Sushi Club, where you can connect with other sushi-adoring entrepreneurs and have some fun. We'll make sure that we put all of the links to Shela's website and Facebook, as well as our Facebook group in the description with this episode. And if you know someone who will benefit from listening to this episode, please do share it with them. And I'm sure there are many, many, many out there that can use any support around their money story. For now, have a phenomenal day afternoon or evening wherever you are in the world as you are listening to this episode and we will look forward to seeing and hearing you on the next one bye